Welcome back, everyone. We did it. The time has come. We are so back. The time has come for living and loving. We Um, have awarded the best of the best. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone, to Watching Up. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. And we're here today with a loud and boisterous entrance into the 2024 award season. Indeed. Or 2023 award season. I never know which year to call it. (laughs) Well, I think they call it like the 2024 Golden Globes. So I think it's the 2024 award season. Yeah. Honoring the movies of 2023. Let's acknowledge what year we're in, everyone. Um. (laughs) I'm so excited. We finally have some awards to dive into. (laughs) You know I live for this shit. (laughs) You know this is what we were put on this earth to do, (laughs) is talk about stupid celebrities. (laughs) Stupid and Um, not stupid. Yeah, exactly. We love them. And sometimes we love to hate them. What can we say? But yeah, we're going to be breaking down the Golden Globes Awards ceremony for you all, which took place last night as we're recording this. And um, there were some things that I took away from it. And I hope you did too. (laughs) There were some takeaways, some definite takeaways. There were some takeaways, and we're going to get into all of it. Um, Should we set the stage of how we watched Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to tell them? For the first time ever, we (laughs) decided to get on FaceTime and watch together so we could have live reactions. And it was great. I really enjoyed it. It was great. We live in different cities, if y'all didn't know. So we long to watch these shows together but you have like memories of watching award shows like together at home i i have memories of watching the oscars like like as a family yeah like as a family i'm trying to remember like i don't know i feel like my memory is very kind of like (laughs) self-contained like within my own body (laughs) i don't remember like who was there but um, but yeah, we used to, we definitely used to watch all as a family. I just, I feel like my memories are non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like as the years went on, like our parents would get increasingly like more angry at some of the jokes and stuff like that. <laughs> I remember I like, when Three Six Mafia won for It's Hard Out Here for, a pamp- yeah. for Best Original Song. <laughs> I don't Iconic. know why that memory. Just, I remember that's that like too. The only thing I remember watching live. <laughs> I remember Halle Berry. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like very fuzzy memories, but I know I watched them all. I think I became more like aware that oh, when is this happening? Let's schedule it. Let's make sure we like pay attention to those things. Mm-hmm. That's probably more recent, but yeah. Yeah. The good old days. Um, So yeah, we were able to watch together via FaceTime, which was fun. And um, got to see each other's reactions to various events throughout the night. (laughs) Various events. (laughs) Um, So should we start by like talking about some of our favorite looks from the red carpet? Yeah. The red carpet was not broadcast this year which was which I think kind was of a strange mistake. yeah what, I, what happened there I saw barely any clips of like interviews or anything like that because mm-hmm. I wasn't like they were live streaming it on line but they weren't broadcasting it on any of the networks which was mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm sorry I'm not gonna like log in to your variety.com or whatever to like live stream the red yeah. carpet yeah, I didn't understand that. I think the red carpet is part of it. Like people tune into that stuff. So yeah, so I was mostly just kind of like updating my Instagram feed and like seeing people's looks, which is mm-hmm. kind of the most fun part about it, anyways. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so did you have any favorites of the evening? Well, any I think standouts? the first look that came across my feed was Rosamund Pike in that yeah. black like head with her blusher piece. thing yeah yeah and it, I thought it was really cool and I, I really yeah. liked it I liked the headpiece I didn't love like the T length of the dress itself but I think if it had been just a little longer I would have really liked it a lot I liked I I didn't mind the T length I liked the whole look and I think she was serving like mother dark. mother <laughs> yeah <laughs> I enjoyed uh, that what about you um, the first one I saw was Margot Robbie, which I, I loved her look. She's been mm-hmm. recreating like Barbie looks throughout the entire course of the Barbie release and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought she looked great. And it was pink. And then later on, she changed into the same thing in black, which I like. Oh, I didn't notice that. I just saw a picture of it today and I was like, oh, that's cute. It was like the exact same look, just in black, I guess, for like an after party or something. Yeah, I really um, like the pink look. It was very good. Her stylist yeah. has been on point for sure. Her stylist has been doing the work. She's been working. <laughs> um, another one of my favorites was Issa Rae in like an orangey gold. Yeah, she looked long amazing. Long sleeve gown. I loved. I love the color. I loved she looked everything. like a goddess. She always like, she's really good at, I don't know who her stylist is, but they're really good at not only picking the right pieces, but accessorizing those pieces well. And just her, she always looks very put together. Mm-hmm. Like her style. Definitely. Um, one of my other favorites was Janelle James, who looked so incredible on the carpet. Um, I posted hers on my Instagram story. But she was wearing um, Mansouri, I think. I don't know if I pronounced that right. But um, it's just, it was basically just like a, a strapless um, black velvet gown with like a high slit. And then she had on mm-hmm. these like huge, like um, really uh, voluminous green like taffeta sleeves that just like mm-hmm. draped behind her. Mm-hmm. They looked really cool. That was kind of a theme through the night, I feel like, was like the accoutrement like a jacket or like a big mm-hmm. like fluffy sleeve or something like that which yeah. I'm into yes something dramatic Lily Gladstone had yeah. one too yeah yes I'm into it I'm into it because then you can like take that part off if you want to be a little more free yeah I feel on. like she probably had to to like fit in her seat because <laughs> there was not a lot of room inside yeah. the theater I feel like um but she was another one of my favorites. And then as far as men, I think Jonathan Bailey looked great in his John all Bailey white. looked really good. Charles Melton looked so hot. I can't even talk about it. He looked <laughs> so good. Like, um, I, my eyes start to burn if I look at him for too long. He's so hot. <laughs> he had, like, a double-breasted, like, kind of shiny midnight blue, I think, coat. Mm-hmm. With his suit and his like diamond earring and his hair looked so good. And I was like, Yeah, he looked like he looks like an old fashioned movie star, like a classical movie star. Yes. Um, and Coleman Domingo also looked great. Timothy looked good, but I feel like that's what he does. For, like, that's exactly what he the wears black for every award show. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I can't speak of Timothy right now. <laughs> I am distraught. <laughs> the girls um, I are guess, not okay. I guess we can kind of take it inside of the room now. Okay. <laughs> and uh, off talk of the about, carpet that didn't happen. Yeah, take the, it off the carpet into the room. <laughs> to the actual production. Um, um, do we want to talk about the monologue first? Yeah, we can talk about that. It, <laughs> it didn't go well for our boy Joe Joe Coy. <laughs> Joe um, Coy is hurting this morning. <laughs> Joe Coy is down bad, guys. Pray <laughs> for him. Um, it was kind of like on one hand, I like the monologue was bad, like the jokes weren't funny. Mm-hmm. And we kind of talked about this, but on the other hand, it was almost like everyone in the room, like also was on the same page of like not giving him a break 
Right. So they were like kind going of, out of their way to like not, not laugh. laugh. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a little bit awkward. I felt like I could feel like it was probably very awkward in the room when yeah, he was getting Yeah, and monologue. it was based on like his reaction like within the first 5 minutes he's like blaming the writers for like writing bad jokes which and, was a terrible decision. Um, yeah. But also it's like I guess indicative of like the level of I guess panic he might have been feeling in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I really did not like that. Um like we're I'm just coming off of, of a really, strike. Yeah, <laughs> it's not I'm, bad mouth our writers. <laughs> I'm kind of tired of like the trope of like, oh, I didn't really like watch any of these movies or shows. I'm like, can we get someone that like likes movies? And right. TV? I feel like that we even like talked us. about this last year. Like yeah. it's just like a tone that's like worn out. Because one, the people in the room, like I think like a little bit of like a little a little jab here and there is fine but like to go after their like passion and their like they've spent like multiple years like doing these projects and they like obviously really care about them so mm-hmm. like you have to consider that second like if you think you're connecting with the audience by saying i didn't watch any of these things like most of the people watching the golden globes did watch these things cuz they do right. care and they're fans so it's like, I don't really know who you're trying to connect with by saying yeah. like, oh, I don't really care about any of this. Like, right. It doesn't make any sense. It goes back to like the, I feel like every year it's the same conversation. Like, who are we trying to appeal to with these shows? Like, I feel like all of the networks and everyone are trying to like toe the line of like drawing in people who don't watch the movies and who aren't like, I don't know, like in deep as we are. Or the people who are, like, care so much, you know? Like, it's just, it feels like at this point, it's like, you should know that you can, like, you can fan over these movies, like, the way that the audience is. Well, the people watching, like, are fans. And if they're not, like, you don't need to cater to those people. Like, they can turn it off. But they're just scared of the bad ratings. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's unfortunate, but let's just like hire people that actually like their jobs. And yeah, uh, I yeah, I did not uh, care for the Joe Coy of it all. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, there was. I mean, we can talk about the Taylor's. The funny thing was, I feel like out of all the jokes he told, like the Taylor Swift one like actually wasn't harmful it was so tame compared it was so to like, tame and then like her reaction was very like I mean I don't want to like pin anything on her like maybe that was she was just taking a sip but she looked like so mad and I was like that wasn't even like a offensive joke yeah so I was just like the reactions like didn't really match the level of joke and also right. like it was like both sides I feel like yeah 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 I agree like props to Robert De Niro for like actually laughing at the jokes about him yeah <laughs> like impregnating I mean, people just be a good sport like at some yeah. point like you can like laugh and look awkward I feel like that's better than just like having a mean face like mm-hmm I don't know I feel like I would just be like awkwardly like chuckling or something right but it's yeah. it's interesting to see the way people react to people making jokes about them, whether they're good or bad. Exactly. Yeah, this definitely was one of the more, um, the audience was more egregious about their displeasure with <laughs> the tone of the jokes. Yeah. Um, but he went away pretty much after that. So that was good. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was a good decision. Did, they may not even need a host, to be honest. <laughs> like, I agree. I feel um, like the Golden Globes are very much kind of like fighting for their lives. <laughs> like, well, they like, are- here's the thing. You could do the voiceover thing where it's just like a voice of God type of thing introducing the the um, categories and the – inductees and or the people coming out to give away the awards which has worked in the past or like get somebody that is actually like a super fan of like all the movies and the people in the room because like that way they actually know like they'll know like details about the projects that like they could pull like actual funny anecdotes or like stories or like 
tidbits that like fans would get. So mm-hmm. that way it would be a, at least a little interesting, but just like the basic jokes about like, this is stupid to award each other. And like, I don't know, it's just like so tired. Yeah. Or at least get those people to write the jokes. <laughs> like, Right. Yeah, exactly. And get someone who's on board with delivering them because, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. We're all here to like celebrate movies. I don't know. Like we know that it's kind of like a, self-aggrandizing like self-congratulatory thing yeah and we're still watching so it's like I guess we've said it before too it's like this is not the only industry that has like award ceremonies it's the only one where everybody watches them probably but like it's not like I would go to like an ad award ceremony and be like isn't this dumb that we award like the best ads of the year (laughs) like no everybody there like cares about what they do so yeah, um, and these people, like, they work hard and they provide us entertainment. So, I don't know. Why don't can't know. we give them awards? <laughs> we can. Um, and we will. And we did. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I The other thing, I guess, with kind of little tidbits from the audience uh, during the night was there was basically a dedicated camera fixed to Timothy. <laughs> Chalavet and Kylie Jenner throughout the uh, evening, which was very distressing. We were yours truly. <laughs> we were personally victimized by some of the videos, and now I'm I'm like I'm even more I think questioning now, like because you know there's always like rumors like this is a publicity relationship, la 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 la, and mm-hmm. I'm like I genuinely cannot tell if they like know the cameras are on them and are doing this on purpose right or it's genuine because like obviously Timothy's a good actor so I I can't I don't know what to think about the whole situation but like that <laughs> one clip that was circulating was just it seems it's just so, heartbreaking <laughs> it's heartbreaking but it see it also seems so over the top that I'm like yeah I, I feel I like know. there's there's definite like there's awareness of where the yeah. camera is for sure. They know what they're doing. <laughs> but I but just he looked have at her with so much. I have love. not been wanting to acknowledge it as truth for so long. And after that clip, I just can no longer ignore it. I honestly it. don't even care like that they're together. It's just like seeing it in that intimate of a manner really upset me for some reason. <laughs> I care. <laughs> Keep Kylie Jenner out of my cinephilia. <laughs> Kylie Jenner has never seen a movie besides like I know, I was like, World Tour with her daughter. <laughs> Kylie Jenner, you do not know who Yorgos Lanthimos is. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they were really looking deep into each other's eyes. People are speculating that they said I love you to each other. Well, she did. Like you could clearly see her mouth. Say she that. did. I didn't I don't know if he did. <laughs> me and me and Club Chalamet are holding fast <laughs> to this oh, idea. <laughs> um, um what else was interesting? But then there was also some tea about Selena Gomez. Yeah, and we cannot like definitely confirm or deny that this, but there was a clip cir- circulating that selena goes up to taylor swift and is saying that she asked timothy for a picture and kylie told her no um which and she looked pissed when she was delivering this news which honestly if that happened that would actually be really funny <laughs> to me yeah <laughs> i feel like she the way she was saying it like was giving someone who was just like feels embarrassed you know like feels mm-hmm. like they were disrespected like for no reason their, like friend yeah to, like, which is what i would do yeah. <laughs> i'd be like guess what just happened to me um so yeah you can look up the clip online i can't make out what they're saying but apparently people like are so positive but um <laughs> that's hilarious if that if true big if true it's hilarious um yeah and miles teller's wife was also involved i guess yeah i didn't know who that was but <laughs> i didn't either why why does she taylor swift's date you're asking the wrong gal <laughs> <laughs> anyways um, 
Anyways, that's pretty much all the tea that I kind of gleaned from. Um, there was a Ben Affleck, Matt Damon cute <laughs> moment. <laughs> the only time in Ben Affleck's life that he's happy is when he's with Matt. <laughs> <laughs> the bromance that started all bromances but yeah he just like Ben Affleck like sneaks up behind Matt Damon he's like hey it's cute um, runs into his arms yeah <laughs> adorable what else oh people didn't know that Ali Wong and Bill Hader were together they did it which I I knew but I like didn't remember until I saw that um, we talked about that a while ago yeah, I, like, know I knew it, but I don't think I think about it that often. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was surprising and delighting? Jared Leto was sitting by himself at his table. <laughs> so I saw at one point there was a screen grab where it was, like, Jared Leto, <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix, um, who else was at the table? Oh, Nicolas Cage. But they were all, like, sitting, like, two seats away from each other <laughs> as to, like, not talk to each other. <laughs> and then that sounds the like end, a horrible table to be at that, that table sounds like bad vibes all around yeah and um then over the course of the show towards the end they showed the table and it was just jared Leto sitting alone. <laughs> the last man standing <laughs> yeah so um, that was interesting there were a lot, I have to say, there were a lot of, like, celebrities at this award show. Not that there usually aren't, but, like, I f- it felt like there was a lot happening, like, in the audience that, like, it was hard to, I'm sure it was hard for the cameras to keep up with, like, all these interactions, and they were probably mm-hmm. freaking out, but it yeah. felt like there was, like, a large, like, contingency of, like, big Hollywood stars in, in that room, so. yeah. And we, there were some of them that we did barely saw the entire night. Yeah. Um, just because there were so many, I guess. Yeah. Um, should we get into the awards? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to go over just the good ones. <laughs> just do the go over the good ones. ones. So the first award of the night was Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role in a Motion Picture. And the uh, nominees were Davine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers, Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks in The Color Purple, Julianne Moore in May-December, Jodie Foster in Nyad, and Rosamund Pike in Saltburn. And the winner was Davine Joy Randolph, my girl. So happy for her. Yeah, she was so excited. Yeah, she deserved it. I I wanted either her or Danielle Brooks to win. Um, Because I haven't seen the color purple. I I didn't love it, but I felt like she was definitely the standout, like, performance in that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that Davine won. Yeah. And only good things should come her way. Yeah, I hope she wins the Oscar. Yes. So the next category was Best Performance by an Actor in a Supporting Role in a Motion Picture. The nominees were Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling in Barbie, Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon, Charles Melton in May-December, Willem Dafoe in Poor Things, and Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things. And the winner was RDJ. Okay, so I'm happy for our king. We love our (laughs) DJ. But I will say this was the one award that I was a little bit disappointed. We wanted Um, Charles. We wanted Charles, King Charles. But I saw a tweet that was like, we've lost the battle, but we will not lose the war. (laughs) There's still hope. This does not mean anything. Means a little, but <laughs> yeah, everybody get on Netflix and watch May December. <laughs> well, yeah, there exactly. there were quite a few last year where the Golden Globe winner didn't end up winning the Oscar. It was a different; it took a different turn after all the other award ceremonies. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. We yep. will see. There um, are still several months left before the Oscars, so. There's still a chance. We love Melton. Okay, the next ones were Best Performance by an Actress, an Actor in a Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television. And I won't go through all the 
nominees because this one's not as important to us, but uh, Ali Wong and Steven Yun both won for Beef, and we're very happy for them. So happy for them. And there was uh, some drama about where the beef table <laughs> was placed in the room because it seemed away. like everybody had to like walk through a maze to get to the stage whenever they called <laughs> yeah. their, their names. So that's interesting <laughs> to think of. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for them too. They Both of their performances were really good. They deserve nothing but good things. Nothing but good things for Bill Hader's girlfriend. <laughs> um let's see best performance by an actress and actor in supporting roles in a television series uh they went to elizabeth debicki in the crown and matthew mcfadden in succession the first of the succession wins for the night we love matthew mcfadden and we love succession (laughs) I love him so much I love that he (laughs) spoiled the entire show During his speech (laughs) Yeah yeah. there were two bombs dropping Both of those People realized how freaking tall Elizabeth Debicki is And then (laughs) Matthew McFadden spoiled Succession As a whole (laughs) series So if you haven't watched Succession Don't watch his acceptance speech (laughs) I Um, was thinking Like if I had been like in the middle of a like a first time watch of Succession and I was watching that, I'd be like, no! (laughs) Yeah. Um, Super funny. Probably hard to be unspoiled at this point, though. There was also, and this kind of ties into the next one, best screenplay for a motion picture. Um, The nominees were Justine Triette and Arthur Harari for Anatomy of a Fall, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach for Barbie, Tony McNamara for Poor Things, Celine Song for Past Lives, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, and Eric Roth and Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. And this was actually kind of surprising to me, but Justine Triette and Arthur Harari won for Anatomy of a Fall, and um, which was a very good movie that me and Rachel both really liked. Um, but during her acceptance speech, she mentioned something about, well, I, I won't say it because if you want to watch it, but she kind of spoiled the movie in her acceptance <laughs> speech too. And I'm like, I don't think many people have actually seen yours, so you might want to yeah. um, not say that, but that was kind of Yeah, funny. it could be seen as a spoiler or it could not. I don't know. I feel like maybe it wasn't really a, an actual like divulging of what actually happened it was just she was just saying there's conversations yeah, but if of you this. don't know anything about the movie at all I feel like I don't know I would have been like oh okay <laughs> now I know what happened but um yeah yeah that was funny um I am really glad that she won and also what I think one of my big takeaways from this award show was that um I kind of really feel like Anatomy of a Fall is going to get into the best picture category at the Oscars, mm-hmm. especially because I feel like I've been hearing about Anatomy of a Fall and Zone of Interest kind of in the same conversation. Obviously, they have like the same star, but they cut, they kind of I think they premiered at the same festival and they've always kind of just been like tied to each other throughout mm-hmm. conversations for me. And it kind of felt like this was proof that Anatomy of a Fall is kind of pulling ahead. Um, I think both of them might end up getting nominated, though, because I don't think Zone of Interest has been available to enough places yet to actually see the movie. (laughs) So maybe. Yeah. Not a lot of people have seen it, Um, but that's kind of one of the, I guess, disadvantages of coming out so late in the season. But yeah, I'm excited. I really liked Anatomy of a Fall. Me too. Okay, what's next? Best performance by an actor in a television series, musical, or comedy. The winner was Jeremy Allen White in The Bear. Yeah, I feel like this, he didn't really have any competition. Yeah. Um, (laughs) People were saying, like, thank God the the reign of terror of Jason Sudeikis and Ted is over. (laughs) I am so glad... (laughs) <laughs> even though I was saying last night like I wouldn't really consider the bear to be a comedy no. but I am ultimately glad that it competed in that 
category and like or in that kind of like subsect in all of its categories because mm-hmm. it had a chance because it wasn't running against succession so but to call like that that is very because I feel like succession and the bear have very similar tones so like to say one's a comedy and one's a drama I'm like that is right absurd I would say this I would say succession is more of a comedy than the bear Same. yeah so it's um, interesting yeah it's all kind of made up bullshit but <laughs> whatever whatever um, um what was I about to okay. say oh, oh my god Sorry. one thing I read that I didn't realize is that this um these golden globes were being given out for the bear season two and the emmys that are coming up in a like a week or two are honoring the bear season one which is crazy because I've they were so, so delayed. confused about the emmys <laughs> yeah I'm like very confused but Congrats to all involved. Um, (laughs) Okay, so the next category was a real head scratcher. Um, It was a new award that they decided. I don't know if it's a new overall award or a new one that they put on the telecast, but it was best performance in stand-up comedy on television. Um, Yeah, it's a new category. And the... Clips they showed for the nominees were honestly abysmal. Like (laughs) these, I don't know if they just picked the worst jokes in everybody's set, but they were just not good. So (laughs) So um, the nominees were Ricky Gervais, Amy Schumer, Chris Rock, Wanda Sykes, Sarah Silverman, Trevor Noah, which also is like suspect to me. I'm like, okay, you're just picking the most famous. Right stand-up comedians of all time like okay (laughs) no one else was better than these people it just doesn't make any sense but anyways Ricky Gervais won for Armageddon which I will not be watching but congrats to him he wasn't there I'm so over him I've been over him for so long like like, what are we even doing Uh, okay the next category is best most most Best Motion Picture, Non-English Language. And the nominees were Anatomy of a Fall, The Zone of Interest, Society of the Snow, Fallen Leaves, Past Lives, and Io Capitano. And the winner was Anatomy of a Fall. So Justine got to get up there again. So is this category non-English language, like, do they also have a foreign category? I don't think so. Or they just don't do foreign. Okay. No. That's interesting. I think they kind of bank on the idea that most non-English language movies are not American, but this year there was obviously Past Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, happy for them. Congrats <laughs> to Anatomy of a Fool. Okay, um, best performance. Next was best performance by an actress in a television series, musical, or comedy, and that went to Ayo Edebiri for The Bear, our queen. Yay! Both princess we love her so much <laughs> and she had one of my favorite speeches of the night I think because I just yeah. like it when people can get up there and like show their personality and yeah and like she was actually like you could tell she was actually excited and yeah, like felt it. very like relatable yeah and we love her for that I will never I will never get tired of seeing Io and Jeremy content I know <laughs> they're so cute so pure. I love them I do too. Yay. All right. So the next category was best performance by an actor in a television series drama. Um, There were three performances from Succession nominated here and only one person showed up. So So he won. (laughs) He won. (laughs) Obviously, that was the deciding factor. Um, It went to Kieran Culkin in Succession. Yes, that's who we wanted. That's who we wanted. I was really sad that Jeremy Strong wasn't there, though. And Brian Cox, but like, we all want to see Jeremy. (laughs) I know. I'm really, I think for me, it was obviously between Jeremy and Kieran, but like, Kieran really like stepped up his game on this final season. Yeah, I feel he like he deserved so. it for sure. And I liked how he said, "Suck it, Pedro." Yeah, <laughs> his only speech, he could get hilarious. away with that. <laughs> Pedro was like dying laughing. It was so cute. 
Yeah, this like back to back Io and then Kieran speeches were like a real breath of fresh air, I feel like. Yeah. I think this um, is when the show really like picked up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we love them. Love to see it. Um, okay. The next was Best Motion Picture Animated, and the nominees were The Boy and the Heron, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Elemental, The Super Mario Bros. Movie, Wish, and Suzume. Um, It seems like there weren't enough (laughs) animated movies this year to really, like, get a good... Because, like, I feel like Elemental was not that great. (laughs) Wish was not that great. There were not enough good animated movies, yeah. Right, like... Or just, like, enough in general to, like, find a group of five really good ones, so. Yeah, I think um, Elemental and Wish were, like, the standouts. I think the other four were, like, really solid, and then those two were kind of like, what? (laughs) But the winner was The Boy and the Heron from Hayao Miyazaki, one of our living legends, so happy that that one. Yes, I still need to see that. I really want to. Yeah, we haven't seen it, but... I will also say Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was really good. If you haven't seen it, if you like animation, highly recommend. Um, yeah. Love it. And of course he wasn't there because why would he be? <laughs> he's too he's good for that. he's in his 80s and he's in Japan. <laughs> um, all right. The next category was Best Director. Uh, the nominees were Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. Greta Gerwig for Barbie, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Bradley Cooper for Maestro, and Celine Song for Past Lives. I gotta say, this is just like one of the best lineups I've ever seen yeah. for a best director category. Thank you. Thank God. Like, And there's, there's even ones that I would like put in there that, you know, like there's still leftovers that I'm like, oh, like Justine Trier could be in there. And Todd Haynes. Yeah. Todd Haynes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a uh, we're spoiled with choice mm-hmm. this year, um, but it went to Christopher Nolan, which we knew it would. Happy for him. <laughs> Happy for him. Happy for uh, a Peloton queen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I never saw a tenant, but I never want you to. Know, so not. I believe her. No, no, I totally agree with her. But it's funny because, like, I like. I don't, if people don't know what we're talking about at another award show where he won, he uh, mentioned that he was doing a Peloton class and he heard one of the instructors say that she watched Tenet and it was like two and a half hours of her life. She wished she could get back, which is hilarious. And then, um, she came back and she was like, but I saw Oppenheimer twice and that's like six hours of my life. I never want back basically like (laughs) saying she loved it. So it was a cute little exchange and it's nice to know he has a sense of humor about these. Yeah. And it's nice to know he does Peloton. (laughs) Yeah. Just imagine him on a Peloton bike. It's kind of funny. So he's just like me for real. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I, I guess he's going to win the Oscar too. Like it feels pretty, like I feel pretty safe in saying that. I don't know. I feel pretty, yeah, I feel pretty um, confident about that for sure. Yeah. It's his to lose um, unless he says something very outlandish in the next few days. (laughs) Oh, that doesn't feel like him. No. (laughs) He's a man of few words, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. The nominees were Emma Stone for Poor Things, Margot Robbie for Barbie, Natalie Portman for May, December, Fantasia Barino for The Color Purple, Alma Poisty for Fallen Leaves, excuse me if I said that wrong, and Jennifer Lawrence for No Hard Feelings. And the Golden Globe went to Emma Stone for Poor Things. Yay! And she rightly deserves so. it. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it and then you'll know why. But, she deserves um, it. Yeah. That was a pretty interesting category. Um, we got Jennifer Lawrence <laughs> yeah. mouthing, if I don't win, I'm leaving. And then Love we also her. got her reaction to Emma Stone winning, which was very cute because they're Which friends. I feel like you can only do that joke if you absolutely know you're not going to win. You're not going to win, yeah. yeah. So that's what makes that really funny. I genuinely think she was 
just honored to be nominated because she was really good in No Hard Feelings. But yeah, she was. let's be honest, it's probably not going to get recognized anywhere else. I so. love that movie. But yeah, like if you see the caliber of like the other movies, it's kind of like, okay, that's a little yeah. out of place. But I'm glad that she was there and she looked really, really good. But yeah, we always love to see her. Emma Stone won and she's all she's as always charming and relatable and cool. <sighs> I- feel like I would really be friends with her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, she seems like a really down-to-earth person, so. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, she deserved it for sure. Um, That's kind of one of the nice things about the way that they split up the genres in the categories mm-hmm. is, like, I'm still rooting for Lily Gladstone to win the Oscar, but, mm-hmm. you know, they're both going to be in there, so it's like, yeah. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. (laughs) Why don't they split up the Oscars? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm screaming. That's what I'm screaming. (laughs) (laughs) A best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama, Killian Murphy in Oppenheimer, Bradley Cooper in Maestro, Leo DiCaprio in Killers, Colin Domingo in Rustin, Andrew Scott in All of Us Strangers, and Barry Keoghan in Saltburn. And it went to Killian. Hell yeah, it did. Who got charming as ever. on his nose from his wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, it's very cute to see him in the kind of award circuit because he's, he's just, just a normal a little guy. guy. <laughs> little guy. He's he so doesn't cute. seem to love like the attention and stuff, which is always endearing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Um, this was the only salt burn recognition of the night. And Jacob Elordi was seemingly not in attendance. I'm Jacob sure we would have known if he was taking Andrew Garfield's role in Frankenstein across the pond. Did you hear Honestly, about that? Honestly, I like it. Yeah. I he think, looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> I think Andrew could have eaten that role up. Um, and, they both could. Well, obviously they both could, but I... I feel like I haven't seen Andrew in something in a while. I know. So. I want him to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Like very kind of a big Out there. performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not gonna complain about more Jacob Alordi. No, never. <laughs> um Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I, I kind of wish he had been like nominated for something, like whether it be Saltburn or Priscilla mm-hmm. during this ceremony, but maybe later yeah priscilla not very well represented either i mean kaylee spaney was there but i didn't see like sophia or anyone yeah i didn't either okay the next category was best original score for a motion picture and that went to ludwig goranson for oppenheimer ludwig Someone said on Twitter, like, you know, if your score is written by someone named Ludwig, you're going to win an award. (laughs) I want Robbie to win. Yeah, Rachel wanted Robbie Robertson for Killers of the Flower Moon, which had an amazing score. Um, And then I also really enjoyed uh, Jerskin Fendrix's Poor Things score. It was Mm -hmm. very, like, tonally, like, excellent for what the movie was. And he really understood what Yorgos was going for with his vision. And I learned on a podcast that this guy is like 25 years old. So what? that's fucking insane. Um, So he's got a big career ahead of him, I think. So hate seeing people younger than me be talented. (laughs) (laughs) What Um, was not in the water where we grew up anyways? Yeah, Um, I don't know that. I think poor things probably would have been my second place. The honestly, the Oppenheimer score didn't really stand out to me. Maybe I just need to watch it again. But usually, when the score is like notable enough for, for me to like take note of it during my first watch, is kind of like mm-hmm. I don't know. As someone who just doesn't usually pay that much attention to something like score, but. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the next category was Best Original Song. Out of the three Barbie songs that were nominated, it went to What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. Good song. Um, good song. I feel I like would love to see her I've... win two Oscars yeah. at her age. That would be really cool, but yeah. I feel like I've seen people in like 
hindsight saying like, oh, why is this song this song? But I think it's like the oversaturation of the song. It's not that you, if you heard that song a few times over the year, that would be like your song of the year because it's a good song. Yeah. It's just kind of gotten like overplayed, I feel like. Um, yeah, definitely. But we also like love Dance the Night. It's a very good like, disco throwback. That would have that would be my choice out of the three. I don't really care about honestly any of the other nominees <laughs> outside like, of the Barbie ones, but yeah, Barbie was clearly the front runner in all of these. Um, I've never even heard "Addicted to Romance" by Bruce Springsteen no, or "The Road either. to Freedom" by Lenny Kravitz from Rusty. Um, <laughs> or Peaches. I have heard that, and I can confirm that. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> or Peaches um, from Peaches, the Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> sung by Jack Black. I always um, thought it was by Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> he gets his peaches out in Nintendo. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> um, the next was another head-scratching um, award for cinematic and box office achievement. What the this other means, new category. We don't know. Um, does it mean <laughs> it just is going to the one that made the most money or the one that they f- the voting body feels like was the fan favorite, maybe? Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense because then shouldn't fans be voting on it? Um, highly confused. Highly confused. I want to know the rubric by which you vote for this. The, <laughs> um. The nominees were Barbie, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, the Super Mario Brothers movie, John Wick Chapter 4, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, and Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. And it went to Barbie, which ultimately I was thankful for because we got a Barbie moment on stage mm-hmm. because they were pretty much, I mean, besides Best Original Song, they were pretty much shut out of all the other awards. But Yeah, um, unfortunately. Yeah, it didn't it doesn't seem like a category that makes any sense. Um Yeah, cuz Barbie was also the most successful at the box office. Yeah, so I was like, so. oh, so it is the one that made the most money. Okay. But lucrative. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I hope uh, maybe they'll release some sort of explanation, <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah, very it's doubtful. If they decide to do that category again next year, then they should definitely fill us in on what the deal is Mm -hmm. um best television limited series anthology series or motion picture made for television the nominees were beef lessons in chemistry daisy jones and the six all the light we cannot see fellow travelers and fargo and it went to beef 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 beef. (laughs) uh yeah I I don't think it was a surprise. Um, No. (laughs) That's all I have to say. Yeah. I don't know. These, like we said, it was kind of a weird year for TV, so don't have any thoughts there. (laughs) Um, Best television series, musical, or comedy was between The Bear, Ted Lasso, Abbott Elementary, Jury Duty, Only Murders in the Building, and Barry, and it went to The Bear. Yeah. it should. It should. Which Sad should, for jury duty, but maybe they can do another sort of. I feel like jury duty is going to win like a People's Choice Award or something. Yeah, People yeah, yeah. It. Ronald needs to win something. <laughs> Let Ronald give a speech. <laughs> Ronald wins most pure gem of a man <laughs> of the year. Most babyest <laughs> baby on TV. <laughs> Um, best performance by an actress in a television series drama. The nominees were Sarah Snook, Bella Ramsey, Helen Mirren, Carrie Russell, Emma Stone, and Imelda Staunton. And it went to our girl Sarah Snook. Sarah. The three. She deserved. The three, two siblings and a husband. <laughs> she <That> deserved. <laughs> yeah, that she was not a surprise and she either. deserved. I was surprised that Emma Stone was nominated for The Curse because that season's not even over yet. But I'm not surprised because she's really, really good in it. The rest I – oh, Bella Ramsey I think will win eventually for her role. Um, 
But yeah, yeah. happy for Sarah Snook. It had to be Sarah. It had to be. And then we've come to the big winners of the night. The best television series drama. The nominees were 1923, The Diplomat, The Morning Show, The Crown, The Last of Us, and Succession. And Succession obviously won. Obviously. Because it was also our top TV yeah, show. Yeah, they saw the our Instagram post and were like, oh, you mm-hmm. know what? You know what? They're These right. You know, know what? what they're talking about. They make a good point. <laughs> <laughs> they make a very, very solid argument. <laughs> yes. So glad that Succession won. I'm going to miss it. I still I'm going to rewatch it. <laughs> I still haven't mourned it. <laughs> haven't finished the grieving process. Um, but yeah, very exciting. Okay, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. The nominees were Nicolas Cage in Dream Scenario, Timothy Chalamet in Wonka, Joaquin Phoenix, Bo is Afraid, Matt Damon in Air, Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction, and the winner was Paul Giamatti in The Holdovers. Ooh, ooh. King. King we shit. We love Paul. We love Paul. We've been, um, we've had his car since Big Fat Liar. We never let go. Yeah. <laughs> this was a retroactive award for his <laughs> performance in Big Fat Liar. That's <laughs> uh, so underrated. Name someone else who turns blue as <laughs> well them. as Paul Giamatti. Namum. <laughs> Namum. Yeah. And then he went to In-N-Out Burger with his Golden Globe after <laughs> yeah. the awards. Relatable. Relatable. He's it's a relatable just, king. It's just we, we love burgers and so does he. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you haven't seen The Holdovers, his performance is very good and hilarious and heartwarming and mm-hmm. everything. So and highly he's recommend. Just, he's just someone who has been doing this for so long and has felt kind of like underappreciated a little bit Mm -hmm. for the quality of work he puts out. So Mm -hmm. it feels nice to like finally be recognizing him for something. Absolutely. Um, What was next? Next was best motion picture, musical or comedy. The nominees were Air, May, December, The Holdovers, American Fiction, Barbie and Poor Things was our winner. Yay! Woo-hoo! I love that. Love that for there, them. All of these were good. I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't as high on air. And I still haven't seen American Fiction. I know you did. I saw it yesterday and it was very good. I highly recommend. Um, and then I was excited to see Jeffrey Wright in the audience for one second. When yeah. they showed him, so <laughs> looking suave, looking suave as always. Um, but yeah, <laughs> poor things was just kind of in a league of its own this year in this category. It was just like something different. That well, we all know May December was my very top movie of the year because I think that mm-hmm. spoke very much to my personal <laughs> um, Taste. preferences, tastes. Yeah, but poor things was undeniable. Um, in its craft. So. Creativity, yeah. Yep. Yeah, very interesting for what may be to come at the Oscars. Yeah, we'll see. Well, we shall uh, see. Okay, best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. Were, the nominees were Kaylee Spaney and Priscilla, Greta Lee in Past Lives, Annette Benning in Nyad, Sandra Huller in Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, and the winner was Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon. Yes. She gave the best speech. She was so good. I'm so happy for her. Yeah. And for all the underrepresented Native people in the industry. And her speech was really, really powerful. So. Yeah, I agree. I love the way that she didn't, she didn't kind of like try to tone down how historic it was. Mm-hmm. She did a really great job. And she looked damn good doing it. Um, okay, the final award of the night was Best Motion Picture Drama. And the nominees were Anatomy of a Fall, The Zone of Interest, Past Lives, Maestro, Killers of the Flower Moon, and our winner, Oppenheimer. 
Oppy Poppy. And we got Oprah announcing it and she was like, <laughs> Oppenheimer! And it was amazing. <laughs> Just like we know that she does. That's the Oprah we all know and love. <laughs> she couldn't not. Like if she just said, the winner's Oppenheimer, like we'd be like, Oprah, are you okay? Someone check um, on Oprah. Someone check on her. But yeah, no, happy for Oppenheimer. Honestly, all of these movies – Obviously, we haven't seen the zone of interest, but all of them are good, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, so what do you think about, like, the chances? I just don't see, like, I don't see a world in which Oppenheimer loses the Oscar. I know. After this, though, I I feel like... pretty shocked if, if Oppenheimer doesn't win Best Picture at this point. I feel like I've been underestimating poor things a little bit. Mm. And I feel like those are really, like, I agree that I think Oppenheimer is going to win, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Poor Things kind of, like, came it's in. It's definitely between those two. Yeah, I think yeah. so, too. And it's weird, like, I feel like I talked about this last year, too, but it does kind of feel like the Academy is trying to do something different. Like, <laughs> they're trying to, like, in all of the past few years of, like, the best uh, picture winners they've been like not as like traditional like oscar Beatty type films that's true and obviously oppenheimer is very oscary and very much like speaks to that type of uh voting body i think or like how we think of the academy as a voting Mm -hmm. body but you know something like poor things would be like very um i don't know very exciting and kind of like different for them yeah yeah, for sure. I think I could I could honestly see it going either way, but um but it also feels like the more they change, the more they stay the same, so who knows. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know that I would describe Oppenheimer like it's definitely an Oscar movie, but I don't think I would describe it as Oscar bait. No, I wouldn't say it was Oscar bait. I think when I think of Oscar bait, I think of like something like Maestro. Maestro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I don't think even has a chance. So it is like like you said, they I think they are trending towards a different dynamic um currently. Mm-hmm. So I think either one of those poor things or Oppenheimer would be good wins that wouldn't go down in the history books as like what happened there? Like, you know, I don't think mm-hmm. we're gonna look back on either of those movies like that should never have won Best Picture. Right. Yeah. Like the thing that keeps coming to mind in comparison to Poor Things would be something like The Shape of Water. But I think that Poor Things is is just a better movie. So it's kind of like, it's it, like it would even oh, yeah. <laughs> it would even make more sense for that to win yeah. than something like The it's Shape of Water. It's funny to think about that, but I don't know if like and I don't know obviously the ins and outs of the voting body, but do the people even think that way? They're like, well, the shape of water one. So like, you know, it's like, <laughs> no, I don't yeah, even I'm not her, like yeah. thoughts probably go through their head. Um, but yeah, that's, I was just co- to trying about. to come up with like a comparison point for the movie itself. Right. As far as like weirdness and like, I don't know. Um, well, everything everywhere all at once, honestly, was probably the weirdest, one of the weirdest winners we've had. Um, so yeah, maybe it is trending towards more like poor things in mm-hmm. like what's been happening in the past recent years, but I guess more like under the radar type of stuff, I guess. But yeah, or like yeah. Yeah. It'll be we'll interesting see. to see. Yeah, we're getting Oscar nominations announced later this month. You know we'll be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh we've got the Emmys coming up. We just have so much to look forward to in the coming we months. S- we have so much to live for. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we can really ask for <laughs> this day and age. <laughs> oh. well, so, I had so much fun watching with you. Me too. Do you have any final thoughts? No. I'm just grateful <laughs> for the movies and for the TV shows that keep me sane. And God bless. God freaking bless. And make me feel connected to these artists. So Yeah. Me too. Thank you, Hollywood. <laughs> uh, um, all right. Well, we will see you guys 
on the next episode where I'm sure we'll, sure we'll have something exciting to go over. We want to talk about things like what we're looking forward to in the new year and stuff like that. So maybe that's what we'll do next. Yep. We'll just have to see. Um, but yeah, you can follow us on Instagram if you want. It's at watching up pod. And let us we know to- if you watch the Golden Globes and if we yeah. missed anything. Yeah, let us know what you're excited to see win. Also, let us know if y'all have any like TV recommendations because I'm in a slump. So we're down bad. We're down bad. I don't know if there's even anything out there, but maybe y'all can open it's our eyes. The Gilded Age. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you in the next one. Love Bye. ya. Love ya. Bye. Bye. No, no, that's all I have to say.